0: Some of you may recall April of 1968. That was the time when Dr. Martin Luther King went to Memphis to support the sanitation workers in their strike. On the night of the third, in spite of severe storm warnings, he preached to an overflow crowd in the sanctuary of Mason Temple. He closed his words of that, uh, closed that sermon, with these words. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> for the sermon this morning. First from Deuteronomy chapter 31, and then from Joshua chapter 24. When Moses had finished speaking all these words to all of Israel, he said to them, I am now 120 years old. I'm no longer able to get about. And the Lord has told me, you shall not cross over Jordan. And then from Joshua. Joshua said to the people, choose this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Listen for what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Church ministry tends to form into chapters. I think the last ministry chapter for First Christian Church ended about three years ago. Reverend Greg worked hard to help us move to the next ministry chapter, but now he's retired. The new beginnings process has prepared us for this new ministry chapter, and now we can get ready for Joshua, the Reverend Andrew Guthrie, Pastor Andrew. Our new ministry leader, I propose we let the experience when the people of Israel changed leadership to speak to us this morning in our situation. The people of Israel, led by Moses, had escaped slavery in Egypt. They had traveled through the wilderness to the Jordan River on the east of the Promised Land. They didn't camp waiting for directions, what to do next. Moses talked to God and in the course of this conversation learned that he was not going to enter the promised land with his people. Instead, his deputy would assume the task of leading these people into the land they had been promised. Moses went off by himself on a mountaintop to look across this land that had been promised. And Joshua called the people together to commit themselves to the task of moving into the land. Joshua and his family promised to serve God in this effort and the people of Israel in response to Joshua's leading promised to do the same. Jump ahead a few years with amazing foresight. The night before Martin Luther King was shot and killed He assumed the role of Moses in that sanctuary and told the people in his sermon, God has allowed me to go up onto the mountain, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. I've decided this morning to follow his path. Like Moses, like Martin Luther King, this morning I want to call you to prepare for new ministry leadership. Reverend Greg has retired after 18 years of ministry leadership in this congregation. We've moved through the New Beginnings process, which I believe has prepared us for the next chapter of ministry in this great church. After a diligent search the search committee recommended a candidate for senior minister. And on September the 30, we voted to approve their recommendation. And today, today we can get ready for Joshua, for Pastor Guthrie, our new ministry leader. Riverside Church in New York City has been a leading church in this country since John D. Rockefeller conceived it. Several prominent ministers have served that church through the years. A friend of mine, George Hill, was senior minister at Calvary Baptist Church in Washington DC for several years. After he retired, he was asked if he would serve his interim while Riverside was looking for a new minister. Sometime after that, when he was meeting in a meeting with some of the rest of us, he told us what his experiences were like in that congregation and during that search. He joked that it wasn't easy to be a candidate for the senior minister at Riverside Church. He said the joke was that potential candidates were driven to a point on River Road on Cliffside Park, New Jersey, across the Hudson River from the church. The committee only interviewed those candidates who could walk across the river to the church. When I shared this with Steve Klink, he said, The Wabash. We have the Wabash, if only the committee had thought to drop Andrew off in West Lafayette. Now fortunately, while they were diligent, the search criteria was not quite so extreme for First Christian. When Joshua addressed his people, poised before this exciting and scary entrance into God's promise. He invited them, all of Israel, to join him in a covenant with God, making a promise to God. And so this morning, in advance of the arrival of our Joshua, I invite us to enter into a similar covenant Our covenant before entering the next chapter of ministry here in this congregation, First Christian Church, includes several items that I would suggest. First, a commitment to know and serve God. Central to our lives as individual believers and as a church must be our commitment to God that we know in Jesus Christ. That relationship to God through Jesus Christ must be central in everything we do. Secondly, the future of First Christian Church won't be the same as the past. A few years after I retired from active full-time pastoral ministry, I went for a checkup with my physician. After he'd asked me some questions, given me an examination, Dr. Patel said to me, "Brian." As you grow older, your body changes. You need to accept the change. Well, at First Christian, we need to be willing to accept and commit to change that's coming. Third, we must commit to helping our new minister succeed. I want that commitment to include at least six items. Now, I'm not expecting you to remember all these just right off the top of your head on the two tables out in the sanctuary this and the narthex this morning are copies of my sermon i had an idea what i was going to say so i just printed it out you're free to take them and use them to remind yourself what we're committing to today the first element of our commitment is to pray for andrew and the church daily every day Include in your routine a moment to pray for Pastor Andrew and for First Christian Church. Whether it's when you get up or when you're having a meal or when you're going to bed or some other time that you can designate each day, pray for Pastor Andrew and for First Christian Church. Second, help him settle into the church and the community. After all, we know this community. We can help him get to know it as well, the good and the bad. Help him to feel a part of it. Share all the tips and good things about Lafayette that you can. Certainly, silver dipper ice cream, right, Harry? Third, be willing to help in the church. Say yes when you can. You can't can't always do it, but when you can, say yes. Church ministry, after all, is really a team effort whether it's an elected office or routine chores or special projects like de-decorating the sanctuary, if you can do something, please do it. The First Christian ministry team will be so much stronger, so much more effective when you do. And for the first month, I want you to greet him a special way. I've asked Jeff to help me demonstrate. Every time you see, now I know we wear name tags in worship, but you may see him in the hall before you get your name tag on, or you may see him somewhere else. And so when you see him, hi, I'm Brian. Hi. That's the way to do it. Hi, I'm Brian. Hi, I'm Brian. And if you greet Andrew like that every time for the first month, guess what? He'll begin to get your face and your name together. Can you do that? Good, good. He'll get to know you faster, along with the small groups you're gonna be in. And you can greet him like that in the small group. You can do that for Amanda, too. She may wanna get to know who you are as well. Next, for the first year, help Pastor Andrew do what I call Live the Calendar. Sometimes, almost without even thinking about it, we schedule and participate in annual events, Annual activities, because we've done them so long. We don't even, sometimes we even have to talk about it. We just all know it's gonna happen. But what's in our unconscious may not be in his. So we can help him learn the first Christian calendar and customs. And of course, we know that some of the calendar and some of the customs are gonna change over time. In fact, other things will change at first Christian in the days ahead. Things must change. Because as it has been pointed out, when you're through changing, you're through. When Jean-Claude Keeley made the French national ski team in the early 1960s, he was prepared to work harder than anyone else to be the best. At the crack of dawn, he would be up, running up the slopes with his skis on, an unbelievably grueling activity. In the evening he would lift weights and run sprints, anything he felt to get an edge. But the other team members were working just as hard as he was, and just as long as he was, and he began to realize instinctively that simply training harder would never be enough. And so Keeley began to challenge the basic theories of racing technique. Each week he would try something different to see if he could find a better, a faster way down the mountain. His experiments resulted in a new style that was almost exactly the opposite of the accepted technique of that time. Instead of skiing with his, with his uh, he, it involved, first of all, changing to skiing with his legs apart, not together as had been the custom. It gave him better balance and he began to sit back on his skis, not forward, when he came to a turn, and he began to use his ski poles in an unorthodox way to propel himself forward as he skied. This explosive new style helped cut Keeley's racing times dramatically. So in 1966 and in 1967, he captured virtually every major skiing trophy. And the next year, in 1968, he won three gold medals in the Winter Olympics, Olympics, a record in ski racing that has not been topped. Keeley had learned an important secret shared by many creative people in our world. Innovations don't require genius, just a willingness to question the way things have always been done. It is this creativity and innovation that we at First Christian must embrace if we're going to be the first Christian church that God wants us to become. Joshua, Pastor Andrew, will be here tomorrow. Let's be ready. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, as we approach this time in the life of the church, in our own lives, We are nervous, and you know that. We have hopes, dreams, we have worries and concerns, but this morning we commit all to you and ask that you will help us to welcome Andrew and Amanda, to join them in ministry, and to be a part of your plan for life in this congregation and this community. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord, amen.